Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And what a life it is these days. What a, ch- what a whirlwind we're in. What change. Suddenly here I am looking at the sky. Trees which are beginning to bud in the middle of the woods. <laughs> right from Manhattan to the woods. And the title of today's talk is, is this, When the Whole World Disappears. Because for many of us, including me at moments, it does seem that way. At least the familiar world, the world as we knew it, has altered greatly. But for many, the feeling is it's disappeared. Where is it? Where's my grocery? Where's the restaurant? Where are all my familiar anchors that I love so much that I depend upon, actually, to keep things stable and secure? You know, we live with a very flimsy sense of stability. That's a good word, flimsy. But we crave stability at the same time. We crave a sense of stability, security, familiarity, and in order to receive that, we, we, we create a little world, routines, habits, friends, belief systems, many, many, many things that we create and we hang on to very tightly in order to give us a sense that the world is stable, secure, and that it's real, that the world as we know it will never go away. It's real. We can count on it. So that's just part of the human world, the human mind. In Zen, it's called the nature of illusion. And of course, that sounds nice when we read about it or when we go to a very stable Zendo that we keep going back to and have Sangha friends there and listen to the bell and listen to the gong, all of which can become another source of stability and security that we lean on. I know I did for many, many, many years and still do. But of course, that Zendo that I depended on in that way is no longer available. And many, many Zendos, synagogues, churches, everything that people have depended on are not there, or they're closed for now, or they've disappeared in one way or another. So now we are being given actually a huge Zen talk from life itself huge Zente show. You know, Joko Beck once said, very wisely, very simple and very wonderful teacher, very wise woman. She said, life itself is the only teacher. And that is so true. You know, you hear these sayings, you hear them, and they resonate and they feel good to listen to and you enjoy them. I enjoy them. We enjoy them. But when we actually learn them, when we actually get it, that's another matter. It's woe. It makes a tremendous shift within our consciousness. A tremendous shift takes place. And that shift is one of the outcomes of of steady, diligent, devoted practice. Boom. You know, if we, if we have that underpinning of practice day by day, if we've been absorbing these teachings, and, the, and, and for me anyway, slowly, slowly absorbing them, slowly, 
integrating them into one's life, returning to them, and then they return to you day by day, year by year. Sometimes we don't see the outcome right away, but then boom, when one of them becomes very vivid and vital and alive, when the world disappears, so the world as you know it disappears, or when a beloved, beloved person in your life disappears, either through passing or through leaving or whatever, then boom, we hear the real gong ring, the real gong of the teaching of life itself. Boom, rings very loudly. We can't avoid it. When the time comes, we can't avoid it. I could not avoid leaving my well-set-up, stable apartment, which was a zendo with books and all the things I loved. I had to go quickly, quickly, quickly. My son kept saying, oh, they're going to be closing the roads. You must get out. The building is locked down now completely. I had to go. I had to go. Boom. And it reminded me so much of when a baby is born. You can't delay. The baby has its own timing. Boom. When labor starts, nothing is going to stop it. Nothing will stop it. The baby will be born. It will come out of the womb when its moment is here. And the same with us. We're constantly being pushed out of our wombs, out of what we think is the world, our stable, secure situation, into boom, another experience of life. Now, that's a very, very important point. When I say another experience of life, it's not that life itself changes, it's that we change, we open to another experience of life. And for some, and actually for many, it's a very startling and maybe definitely destabilizing or even frightening experience. It's not something that's necessarily wanted. However, there it is, here it is, and we're being asked to experience this now, just for now. I like that little expression, just for now, and it relates to to the teaching, one moment at a time, in Zen, one step at a time. When we get up from the cushion and we begin to do Kenyan, the walking meditation, maybe we don't feel like it. Maybe we feel like sitting longer. Maybe we don't feel like continuing and taking one step and the next and the next. But that is what training is. That is what training is, one step after the next. I don't know what that background noise is. I have no idea. I'm sure it'll pass in a few moments like everything else does. Like everything else does. If we stay in that one moment that one moment of experience, of one step of kinyin, one breath when we're on the cushion, and really plant ourselves there very strongly and very fully, then we will do just fine. We always will be fine in that one moment. It's just that we don't want that moment. We want to fight it. We want to object to it. We want to see what's going to happen next, 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 next. Or we want to cling to what was before, before, before. 
But the Zen teaching of life itself doesn't allow that. It seems to, maybe for long periods, things might be going along very nicely, very easily, very, in a very familiar way. And we think we've found our niche, or we know who we are. <laughs> we define ourselves with some kind of a definition and identity, and we move along in this great drama of life and death and gain and loss. And yes and no, it's a great drama. You know, in a drama, you must have all sides, both sides, one side fighting the other. And the audience, the spectators watch who's going to win, who's right, who's wrong. And this is the nature of theater and of drama. And it's the nature of what we bring into life as it is. Now, when we allow that to run a lot at times of great change, we can certainly become even more destabilized. The Zen way, the Zen teaching, <clears throat> is to remain very planted in the moment that is here now. The taste of it, the feel of it, the beauty of it, the beauty of it. There are many beautiful moments happening in, in the midst of this real chaos, many touching moments. You know, I just took a walk in the woods a little while. I'm just, I really didn't, just left this little beautiful little house. Thank God I've been blessed to have to quarantine in and my quarantine's over now and to be with one of my sons who's upstairs quarantining. I've been very blessed and I'm extremely grateful. And, 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 and I've been very, it's really like a Zen hut without any question. And I walked outside and was walking down the road today, and I just saw someone in the distance, a so-called stranger, so-called stranger, and we waved to each other from a distance, never saw the person before, felt such love for that person, felt so happy to wave at them and to be waved at, such a sense of connection, such a sense of shared, a shared moment, Nothing in the way, nothing between us, nothing, nothing to distract me from just being really overjoyed to wave at that person. I never saw their face. <laughs> they just waved and walked on and I walked on and it was a very beautiful moment. And then I walked a little further and somebody came out of their home and was fixing something on the lawn and they popped up and waved again. So I thought, oh my goodness, this is like flowers blooming, popping up, blooming, waving. Hello. Hello. Just a wave, not even a word. So when the whole world as we know it disappears, we can really wave at another and say hello and feel that incredible moment of connection and togetherness. And it was so beautiful, so really beautiful. I'm not thinking how long will this be. I'm not thinking of what I left behind. I'm just waving when someone passes me on the road. <laughs> and, that, and that moment is to be cherished. It, it's a deeper moment, a more fulfilling moment, oddly enough, <clears throat> than all the moments when we're busy, 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 or very, very mindful of keeping our world stable and secure. Mm. 
So this is a beautiful koan. What happens? What happens, really, when the whole world as we know it disappears? That's quite a koan, isn't it? What happened? You might say, what happens after we leave the body? It's an or we die. That's another way of saying it. What happens when we wake up and, and we don't know who we are anymore? When our job is gone, our income is gone, maybe a very important relationship is gone. What happens then? That is a koan we are all being given by life. How will we respond to the moment? Will we be so lost in heartache or in complaints or in memory or in fear that we won't be available to to, to what's fresh and new and what's very beautiful right here now? You know, I'm not saying this is not really, really difficult, because it is, of course. But out of this can spring new buds of life for your life and for the lives of many. Out of this, we can find resourcefulness. We can find courage. We can find a new sense of stability and security. Our security comes from the way we respond to this moment now. No other security. Well, how is that secure? It's just by accepting it. Not only the moment, but accepting our response. If fear comes, it's perfectly normal to feel fear. Just feel it. Don't fight it. Welcome it and then return to your breathing or return to what's here right now. All that fear comes from all the stories we're telling ourselves constantly. <clears throat> all of the mind that runs like the echo chamber on and on, which really has, it, it's time to tune that down. Tune it down. Don't pay that, mu- that much attention to it. Pay attention to what's here right now. It's a matter of attention. You know, there's a very famous Zen story in Zen Koan where a student asks a master, I want to learn all about Zen. What is it? And he just says, attention. And the student says, come on, what else? What else? And the master says, attention, attention. And the student is quite crestfallen. He wanted a great illumination. And of course, when we pay attention, we do have a great illumination, but he didn't see that yet. So he said, what else? And the teacher said, attention, attention, attention. Pay attention. Be vigilant. Look and see where your attention is going. Is it going to the story in your mind? Is it going to the emotional fear and anguish that keeps rising for many of us? Take it away from that and return your attention to the moment. I'm not saying to ignore the feelings, certainly to see them, but don't dwell on them, don't pay so much attention to them that you're feeding them or that you're feeding the story in the mind. Just pay attention to where you are, what's under your feet right now. So I've said this many times and now these words have even more meaning 
more relevance, more clarity, I hope. I'm happy and grateful to be able to share with all of you. My heart is with everyone. My love is with everyone. My prayers are with all, that's for sure. And I'm staying as much as possible in this moment in a state of acceptance and of upliftment because the more we can do that, the more we can help not only ourselves but everyone that we are in touch with. Not to join the voices of gloom within and without, but to stay planted in what is blooming for us, what's possible for us, what's happening, how we're needed right here, right now. Thank you for listening. The um, URL is zenwisdomtoday.com. There are many more um, episodes on it. And also you might enjoy... Uh, Another little podcast I've been doing called Turning the Tide, which gives some steps in the journey of releasing. And that podcast is available on bestselfbooks.com. So thanks again. And if you want to contact me, I'm still here, (laughs) very available to answer questions um, and communicate with you. My my email is topspeaker, T-O-P speaker at yahoo.com. Thank you again and have a blessed day. Bye-bye.